Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Okay, my friends, we are going to talk about the swindler, twindler, whatever it's called. (laughs) For the record, I don't usually watch things that everyone says to watch, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just don't, I can't. There's certain things I just can't be watching and don't keep my finger on the pulse with. And when I heard about Tinder Swindler, the Tinder Swindler on Netflix, I was like, oh, it's some reality TV show about dating, about Tinder. I'm not interested. Some gossip. I'm not interested. And a girlfriend of mine watched it and mentioned to me what it was about. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is a show on Netflix about, it's a documentary really, where this man ends up swindling all these women on Tinder, which is a dating app. And it's a dating app that you swipe left and right and it matches you. And these women ended up giving a lot of money to this man and not listening to themselves and their intuition. And basically he was a a cheater and he took everyone's money and then he would drop it on like expensive Gucci and shit and take other women on dates and he was um, had a warrant for his arrest in Israel and pretended to be someone he wasn't photoshopped himself into photos crazy crazy and in the end he got like five months prison came back out he's a fucking celebrity apparently he lives in Australia now and is making shitloads of money Uh, men think he's cool he's got a documentary about himself So I wanted to talk about this. Hamish and I originally were going to do this podcast together, but it's been hectic with kids and life and biz and we couldn't do it. And I just wanted to talk about it. So there may be another episode with Hamish doing this as well. So I will tag it below if it is, if it happens. I named this podcast, How Not to Get Swindled. I wanted to say How Not to Get Swindled on Tinder because there are many people talking about this show. And they're like, those women are idiots. I can't believe they did that. How stupid could they be? Don't they know that those men were taking their money? You know, couldn't you see the red flags? Making fun of the women. Or the opposite. They're like, those poor women. This man is... He's the villain. And they are the victims. These poor women. And I want to explore both sides. As soon as I was watching it, of course me being me, I was like, girl, (laughs) you need to join the sisterhood. Like you need to be in my program. I need to be your coach and I need to help you right now with this situation. There was a woman at the beginning who said that like she's looking for love and the woman who started it ended it. And in the end, she was like, I'm still looking for love. I'm like, oh my God, it wasn't someone stealing your money, you being on television, you being famous for being swindled. None of that was the lesson for her. She didn't get the lesson, which is unfortunate. And it happens to a lot of us when we don't do the work. The shit goes on. The fucked up thing happens to us as it happens to everyone. 
And because we do not go back and do the work on it, not even go back because the shit's affecting us every day. When we don't do the work on it, we cannot claim the lessons from the fucked up shit. Make sense? So yes, bad shit happens. You get swindled out of $250,000 on a man you met on Tinder who you thought was someone he wasn't. Okay, that sucks, right? But if you don't go back and discover who was I, how was I, what was going on for me? How did I allow this? How did I attract this? It's not her fault, but she attracted it somehow. It is her responsibility. If we don't go back and do that, we don't find the lessons. When you don't find the lessons, you take the class again. If you don't get the lesson the first time, you will have to take that shit again. And the lesson comes in another form, another person, another work, another job, another relationship, another man, another Tinder person, you know, or Bumble or wherever the fucking apps are. So, of course, watching that, I'm like, oh my God, these women need to do the work, number one. But the second part of it is, you can see, I mean, I see myself in those women. I remember wanting and desiring a man and love. And maybe if you're into women, cool women. I'm saying man because I am married to a man. I desired a man. I desired a beautiful husband, a relationship. I desired romance. I desired all these things that I never had and I never got and I never had modeled to me. But I saw it from the television. I saw it from magazines. I was like, that's how love and life and relationships are supposed to be. So I wanted that as well. So that part of me really saw that in those women. You know, I really saw how they wanted connection. They wanted to be desired. They wanted love. They wanted to be seen. No one had done that for them before. They hadn't done that for themselves. Hence why they couldn't see the red flag. So a part of me was like, damn, that sucks. You know, like they're not doing the work. They probably don't have good role models. They need, they don't know that they need to do the work. And for the record, nice things are cool. But like, if all you care about is that the man is a billionaire and that he's got money and that you're going to go on airplanes and have Gucci bags, you got to go a little bit deeper, boo. Like there's some surface level shit going on just there. And thinking that a man's going to take you out and save you from the slums or the hood or whatever. So for me, I saw a lot of psychological shit that um, I believe coaching would help them with. Uh, some compassionate inquiry, right? Like some, some deep figuring out why they desire what they desire. Why they're not giving themselves what they want. Why they believe it's outside of themselves. Why they believe external people and material items are going to make them happy and fulfilled and joyous and love, etc. And then there's the other side. There's the other side where I go, because of who you are, because of what you've experienced in your life, and because of your lack of worthiness, you've attracted this man. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the podcast before, my mentor, who I love deeply and I'm working with Gabor Mate was explaining to us in a training that these predators can tell who they attack and who they can't. And I know that sounds fucked up, right? But it's true. These predators can tell who they will be able to swindle, who they will be able to abuse, who they will be able to overcome and who they will not. 
there was a story about the Olympic team, the young women. It's called the Women's Olympics, but it's like adolescent Olympics. They're like teenage girls. And the the coach, the doctor guy who abused like 150 of them or some ridiculous number. And he abused these girls, like sexually abused them. And he was sharing about how everyone was angry with him, with this guy, rightly so, because he's, you know, that's fucked up. And he went to jail. And all these women's testimony was what put him in jail. These girls got to share. And he had to hear them, which was impactful. And then Gabor's like, what happened to the parents? We're blaming this man. But how the fuck did these parents have daughters walking around every day getting abused and never saying anything to the parents? So it goes to show you that this trauma that they've had had been there before. They already didn't trust their parents. They already didn't feel like they had someone to talk to. They already had a lack of worthiness, a lack of self, a lack of something. They were the ones he could do that to. And I know this to be true because when I was abused, I was, I had a mother who was bipolar. She was really ill in and out of consciousness, basically was sick. She was seeking a man out of a lack of confidence and lack of, you know, she was lonely. She found this man who was not a good guy and she probably missed all the red flags she wanted love my mom and I remember one night he had given her alcohol my mom didn't drink and I talked about this on the podcast before in my life lessons series about sexual abuse and my mom didn't drink and she drank and she got drunk and I'm there trying to help my mom who doesn't really drink ever never drinks I've never seen my mom drunk in my life still to this day and she's throwing up and I'm holding her and I'm trying to help her I'm like eight or nine years old So, and he tries to touch me while my mom's in the bathroom vomiting. And why I'm telling you this is because a vulnerable, I'm a vulnerable person. I have the odds stacked against me and someone who's looking for vulnerable people knows what to look for. So I know it sounds like an asshole thing to say, what are you saying? I put this on myself. I brought this on myself. No, I'm not saying you brought that on yourself or that you deserved it or you wanted it, any of that. But what we're saying is, There are certain things that vibes, energies, uh, moods, things, this shit you put off, you put out that will attract these people. What you allow, right? Like how you are, who you be. When I was lacking worthiness and I moved to Australia, I attracted fucking narcissist. I just felt like such a piece of shit, my friend. Like my husband had died. I fucked my back. I drank and drove. I was a loser. I was in Australia. I just felt like a loser a broken piece of shit damaged woman who would want this piece of trash of a human that's what i felt like is that true hell no i'm amazing i was blind but now i can see i was blind and because i couldn't see that what do you think happened i attracted motherfuckers that went hi uh, i heard you're looking for someone to prove to you that you're not worthy let me show you how does that make sense i know it's wild i know it's wild but it It's actually true. So a part of me, so one part of me is like, girl, I want to be a coach, join sisterhood. We got to work on your shit. And I feel for you. The other part of me doesn't feel like they're victims at all. The other part of me feels like they put themselves in this position to be wanted and desired because there's a lack already. They're already in lack. They are attracting from lack and they need to take responsibility for how they attracted 
And not only do they need to take responsibility, because that doesn't change it, it gives you awareness, but then once you take responsibility, then you make a choice to create some change. Because doing a fucking documentary and having people around the world understand your story, that doesn't set you free. That maybe brings awareness, but now what are you going to do with it? There's a lot to work on now. And that's the part of me that's like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel sorry. I don't feel like they're victims. I also feel like you're a responsible creator. And you ha- what are you responsible for in that circumstance? And if you're listening to this, and maybe you've done this in your past, I'm responsible for attracting two narcissists into my relationship, into my life, into my bedroom, into my heart. Two. One right after the other. I made the same mistake. Different face, same mistake. You know what I'm saying? I say same I say different face what do I say different dick same face that's what I say (laughs) I don't even know what I say anymore you hear it on the podcast all the ridiculous shit that I say so it was the same person different face same energy same lesson that I had not overcome I had not dealt with of course I'm going to keep attracting the same shit so that part of me goes you're as responsible. Uh, Oprah and, and Byron Katie did a podcast together. Uh, Oprah was interviewing Byron Katie, who I'm obsessed with, as you know, if you listen to the podcast. If you don't know, you're about to find out because I love her. And I interviewed her on the podcast as well. She's amazing. And Oprah said to her, uh, my family takes advantage of me. And Byron Katie was like, that's not how can they take advantage of you? Well, they take my money and they ask me for money. And she's like, do you give it to them? And she goes, yeah. She goes, cool, so they're not taking advantage of you. You give it to them. And I think Oprah got this like, "Ah," like one of those tweetable moments. She'd be like, that's a tweetable moment. Like Oprah was like, oh my God, you're right. I am giving the money to to my family. You know, like I'm giving it to them. I'm allowing this. So what part of these women was allowing that? It was there. One of them said it. She wanted to be a princess, fantasy land. She wanted a beautiful husband. She wanted kids and a family. She wanted all of that so that it could fix her own lack of worthiness and self-belief and desirability and self-love. She didn't want it because it was genuine. She wanted it so that it could fix who she thought she wasn't. So when we attract in lack, that's what we get. So why am I telling you this? Why are we even talking about this? It's important because the entire issue of this show is a worthiness issue. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. One minute. The entire issue of this show is a self-worthiness issue. It's a self-awareness issue. It's a confidence issue. It's a good enough, not good enough issue. And if we don't work on these things, then of course, we end up with these outcomes. We end up being swindled on Tinder or Facebook or Instagram or in real life. So the answer for these women, the answer for any of us is to work on seeing ourselves, work on getting to know ourselves, date your motherfucking self. I did a whole series for single women, single ladies series. I need to do some more. If you do not get to know yourself, if you do not unravel yourself, if you do not look at your dark spots, your blind spots, if you can't find them, if you don't have help in order to find them, there is a high chance that you will get swindled because you don't even know your areas. 
You don't know the parts where you're vulnerable. You don't know the parts that need work. You don't know that you're looking for validation in all the wrong places. Maybe you don't know that your childhood trauma has messed with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to talk to you about red flags and when he said that and did that. Once you know yourself, once you do your inner work, once you tap into your inner voice, your intuition, your inner voice, and you don't second guess that because that's the problem. Should I do that? I don't know. Should I ask someone? Let me ask someone. What do they think? Should I do this? That whole second guessing. I actually did a podcast about that, um, about being indecisive. So if that's you, head over there and listen to it. And if you're a single lady and you haven't listened to the single lady series, go on and listen to it. I talked about red flags. I talked about all that. But at the end of the day, it's a worthiness issue. If you're not listening to yourself, if you're not tapped into your own intuition, if you don't believe that you are already complete, if you're looking for something to validate you outside of yourself, all of these things, These are all things that you can work on. These are in your control. You can work on these. You can patch this shit up. You can understand why this is happening. You can understand where it's coming from. Not to analyze yourself, but to really have some compassion for why you are this way. A lot of the women have issues with with the men in their lives and their dads. A lot of the women have issues with the mothers in their lives. They didn't get the love and the nurture. As a coach, I can, I can tell when someone's talking and sharing. I'm like, yep, I, can, I feel like I know where this is going. And I haven't had a time where I've asked a client a question and they've been like, no. It's like, uh, yeah, how did you know that? Because after a while, when you're doing this work, you can tell. And I'm, I've had a fucked up story. So I'm my own example. So the, the way to not get swindled, the way to actually find the love of your life and have a happy life and not make mistakes in relationships, um, not be blindsided, is to really listen. Pay attention. You don't have to go do something else. You can literally sit at a dinner with someone and truly listen and truly feel how you feel without the stories and the happy endings and the fucking happily ever after. Sorry, not happy endings. <laughs> what kind of dinner is that, Erica? Happy endings. Um, The happily ever after. Without the romance, without the bullshit propaganda that you've seen on TV. You just sat with someone and you listened and you watched their body language and you heard them. You could tell. Is this genuine? Are they listening to me? Are they interested? Do I feel safe? Do I feel excited? Do I feel bored? Am I disconnected? Is they are they disconnected? If you start paying attention unapologetically standing in yourself and in your intuition, you will know where are you attracting from? Where am I attracting from? What a great question. What am I attracting from? Am I attracting from lack? Am I attracting from fear that I'm getting old and my eggs are getting old and I'll never have the love of my life and it's too late for me and if I don't date this person, who else is there? There's no more fish in the sea, all that bullshit. What is meant for you is going to be for you. There's no need to rush or push or have an agenda or force. Stand in your power. Believe that what is there for you will be for you. And start listening to yourself and feeling how you feel. Trust your intuition. You don't need to ask someone 
what they think about your intuition. It's called your intuition for a fucking reason. It's yours. That's how you won't get swindled on Tinder or anywhere else. It's a worthiness issue. That's it. Work on that. I say that's it like it's easy. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. You have got to be willing to do the work. So if you're looking for love or a beautiful relationship or connection in friendships, in your family, there is work to be done. Do the work. Shit gets sorted. Every part of your life gets sorted. I love you. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a really good one. I think it's good for young girls to watch. I think it's powerful. It's a powerful uh, testimony and story for what's actually happening in our world when women do not stand in their confidence, when women do not do the work, and when men, when men haven't dealt with their trauma. This is a story about anyone. This could be a woman. There's another one called Becoming Anna. And there's another woman, I haven't watched it, but I heard it was good. A woman that's basically doing the same shit he did. So it's not about men and women. Don't get that twisted. It's about humans who have things that need to be sorted. There's work that needs to be done. And when we don't do the work, there are consequences like this. I love you so damn much. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.